Hey, good as you're listening to episode 6 of the weekly Assassin's Creed Valhalla podcast, the Assassin's Cast, where we go in-depth on the latest Valhalla news. I'm, as always, Jordan, Raptor, joined by another Jordan from It's Jordan Does. Hey, man, how are you doing? I'm doing all right, man. How about you? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm doing uh, relatively fine as well. It's super hot here in the Netherlands. Um, so that's actually a thing. I ordered like a um, yeah a cooling system, and it is expected to be here like in any minute. So there might be like a sound, and then it might be gone, and then you have to entertain everyone, <laughs> Jordan. So already think of some fun things that no you can problem. talk about, and then we'll get to yeah, the board. Yeah, and we but... can watch you set it up in the background too no, if you're no, watching no. the I will, video. I will oh, save okay. that. I will save that. But <laughs> but yeah, then you know that uh, if I have to suddenly go for uh, one minute or something, then uh, you know what's up. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, it's going to be an interesting show. We have quite a lot to talk about. It's really, as we always say, actually, that uh, silent, the silence before the storm. But there's already some storm going on right now. In this podcast, we will talk about the fact that Ashraf, the creative director is stepping down the fact that um, Cyberpunk was delayed to November and that might have an impact on Assassin's Creed Valhalla or Watch Dogs Legion, but we will, of course, stick to Assassin's Creed Valhalla for this podcast. But it's still interesting to... I'm I'm curious to hear what you think uh, about this, Jordan, so we will discuss about that. And overall, we want to make predictions for what we think we will see during the... um, the Ubisoft Ford event on July 12th, because really, during that event, huge blowout for Assassin's Creed Valhalla, at least, I expect that, so then we finally get that gameplay, we, we see what female Eivor looks like, we might see the blacksmith, Jordan, I know you are really excited about that, <laughs> and um, stuff, stuff like that, so we will be making predictions, and then, of course, hopefully end, have some time left to answer some of your questions, um, and do a prediction at the end for what we think will be in the final game. Jordan, anything to add before I do the the sort of intro we do every week? No, I mean, it's really hot here in Arizona too, so I feel you on that one, man. And I I wish I could help send you more air conditioning out to you because nothing's worse than a really hot house that you can't cool off in. Mm -hmm. So I I feel for you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm luckily like on the second floor, so it could be even worse. Okay. You're, of course, higher up, but uh, yeah. Um, okay, so so of course, as always, the podcast goes live every Saturday on your favorite podcast services. You can also download it via uh, SoundCloud. Just search Assassin's Cast right there, or on Spotify and iTunes. You can also search Assassin's Cast, and it will be there. If you want to support the show, then you can head over to my YouTube channel, Joe Raptor, of course. And become a member by hitting the join button next to the subscribe button. And for $2 per month, you get access to the video version that we're live recording on Twitch as well. And on Twitch, we also do a post show that you can then watch too, where we answer some of the questions from people in the chat. There's also exclusive video content coming for members only. Um, But yeah, uh, that, that will be later on. I will announce that when it's the time. And I want to thank Salman, Salvador... Uh, for becoming a or actually Salman and Salvador for becoming a Velociraptor (laughs) member last week really appreciate that and you can also support uh, the show for five dollars per month uh, like Andrew renewed his subscription last week and then you can actually listen and watch the show two days early so already on Thursday via the um, community tab on the YouTube channel I will post it there and Put it there immediately after we finish recording on a Twitch. If you can support it financially, no big deal. It's already awesome to see a lot of people actually tuning in every week. It's really fun to see that I put up the podcast on SoundCloud, refresh, and there are already um, some people immediately like listening. So it's awesome that we are yeah, becoming a part of some people's routine uh, every Saturday and uh, some of Thursday, of course. So what you can do to also support the show... Um, is go to iTunes and rate us there. We actually are at 39 five-star ratings right now, Jordan. Still one wow. one troll. Um, <laughs> but uh, apart from that, thanks it's everyone. Fault, no, it, it is not. What did you say that it was me? <laughs> yeah, it's your it's your fault for promoting oh, yeah. the trolls too. Yep, yep, yep. 
Like, uh, I mean, no, it's okay. the first time I'm really doing a podcast. And although that, that was really like a one-on-one, of course, like don't promote the yeah. one star. No, but it would be awesome no, if you okay. could go to that uh, iTunes page, rate us five stars. You can also leave a review. We got a Parker Ramsey say, when it comes to Assassin's Creed, positive vibes are hard to come by as of late, but these guys are awesome and always positive. And like, I mean, I, I think he means like we are always positive as in a good way, but we can still be critical. We, we are not like everything. Is good. <laughs> just, yeah, like... I think that, that, yeah, that, I, what you just said makes sense. Yeah, I yeah. agree with you. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, and uh, we got Kellen as well. Five stars all day. Jordan, Jordan's great, isn't he? Yeah, so, so who's he one? talking about, do you think? This is always going to be an issue. I'm yeah. going to have to change my name. <laughs> yeah, I think that's... that's well, let's put up a, a donation <laughs> page so you can... You can uh, go <laughs> No, but seriously, love you guys and your work. Been a long time viewer of Joe Raptor. Excited to dig more into other Jordan's videos. Hey, oh. making them again. So there are the people yes, I'm putting pressure there. on you now. Oh, don't worry. They're coming. Ooh, excited. Uh, one of my favorite podcasts. I listen to this while moving the lawn, reading, and in the morning having breakfast. I love his Creed series and Joe Raptor's videos. Well done, creators. Thanks, Jedi Matt. Moss, we had this person last week, but what this person did is actually, he thought, okay, so I can only get into an episode once, so I'm going to make a new review. <laughs> I, okay, for, for this time. For th this time. That's because, a big brain right there. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Because he had an edit. Yeah. Uh, I feel, felt really bad. Oh, wow. Because we talked about it, I think. I felt really bad after my mention in episode 5. I haven't seen the other Jordan's <laughs> videos yet, but his input in the podcast is great. And I will definitely be checking out his build videos when Valhalla comes out. All in all, hey. Jordan, you are great. Lol. Hey, Moss. Listen, no hard feelings. I just like to tease a lot. Don't worry about it at all. <laughs> You're perfectly fine. My videos are just Odyssey videos right now, so... Uh, a lot of us are done playing that game, so I totally get that it. But game. we're focused on Valhalla right now. Did you, by the way, know that Valhalla. they? <laughs> did you, by the way, know that they like today at the time of this recording they released a new update for Origins? Oh really? What did they do? Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> but one point forty-four. Oh. <laughs> My theory is that they might do a free weekend one on gig? console uh, at some point again. Uh, Maybe during the Ubisoft 4 event, cool. like, play, uh, play Assassin's Creed for free now. I mean, it helped Odyssey mm. a lot, so maybe that, that's something. Yeah, yeah um, for sure. Okay, let's talk about the big one first. And um, yeah. I already made a video on this, and I would totally suggest that you go watch that video, because I think it's just good to briefly talk about it i want to kind of hear what you think as well we want to also talk about what it has as an impact on the franchise and also on yeah ubisoft forward like the digital events i'm i'm sure that azrov was going to present there but yeah if you follow the news if you follow the channel then you know that he is stepping down um and the reason is that there were many cheating allegations made towards him uh people came forward there's this like very important movement happening right now uh, in many industries, especially the gaming industry. Um, and yeah, people are coming forward and they're, they're saying like things like this, like they can't, they, they, they are not okay. Like what Ashraf basically did is uh, from all the allegations that we saw, many people actually uh, talked about Ashraf, said that he was kind of abusing his power, his, his role as a create, as a lead um, of the, of the Assassin's Creed franchise, a creative director, to yeah, try and get closer to Assassin's Creed fans. Um, one person, Danny, came forward, and they. He, she said that she had like a relationship with Ashraf on and off. And at one point, she was like, "Wait, are you married?" And then he was kind of lying about it. And then someone else told her that he was indeed married while she was having a relationship with her all the time. And when she came forward about it more people actually were like, wait, I had the same experience with Ashraf. Um, actually, another person uh, actually had his, like, last month. So, seems like it has been going on for a really long time. 
and that's of course totally not okay. Um, there are other like things going on in Ubisoft. Ubisoft is really like it's pretty insane. Like they're a huge target by this. Like there are many people of like of like a pretty big role there that have like way worse accusations than Ashraf as Echo well. Echo blades. Yep, yep, yep. Um, um. Like. Um, like really sexual assault and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. Ashraf compared to them is like very different, but it's still not okay. Like uh, what yeah, you obviously did. I it's really hard to like talk not to sound dramatic. I just I've I've met the guy before, and he's just been such a a bit iconic creator for Assassin's Creed. It's just really sad to see that he was hurting his own fans and people that way and um i hope that he he's like um you know this is a good time for all of us to kind of get a little introspective and see how we treat people and i hope he's doing the same and taking this time away from everyone to kind of focus on himself and his family so and mm -hmm. that the victims are um getting the proper support that they need it's it's the lying aspect of it for me that uh enters the the abuse part like there's a lot of people saying like well it's just cheating it's not this i disagree with you to a degree because he was um lying there there's something about um meeting some of these people in real life that even me you're like magnetized to this person and you you can feel yourself willing to do anything to kind of make them happy because you want them to be close to you They're and a hero so there's for you a lot of yeah and so there's a lot of advantage that they have in that like i remember being around ash before and not like anything inappropriate but like i would have if he would have been like hey can you go get me a coffee i don't normally go get coffee for people but i would have been like yeah i'll go get you coffee just because of his importance and how much i uh, liked his video games and his magnitude and so the fact that he was kind of using that and he's aware of that and lying while doing that is really upsetting and yeah. um a lot of people are impacted by this there's so many uh women developers in montreal and um they're working on this game as we speak and it's just really unfortunate that his decision has now impacted them where People are, um, who knows, how, like, how that impacts, like, along, hopefully that made sense. I kind of rolled over no, that. No, no, you, but... you made it very, very, very well said. Uh, I totally agree. Yeah. Um, should we read, like, his statement? Because before he deleted his yeah. Twitter account, because he did, um, he made two tweets. He said, I'm stepping down from my beloved project to properly deal with the personal issues in my life. The lives of my family and my own are shattered. I'm deeply sorry to everyone heard in this. There are hundreds of talented and passionate striving or st people striving to build an experience for you that do not deserve to be associated with this. I wish them all the best. Um, so yeah, he, he is not uh, involved in the project anymore and that's that's obviously the right, uh, right uh, call. Um, Ubisoft made a, a statement as well. Ashraf Ismail is stepping down from the project to take a leave of absence. The development team is committed to delivering a great game in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And yeah, that, that, that's, that's, uh, I totally agree. Like I, I was like, I, I did like a ton of pre-launch things for Origins. I actually interviewed Ashraf at E3 2017 when they revealed the game. Um, and mm -hmm. since then I was like able to meet him a couple of times and it was always awesome to see his passion, to see, uh, he has such a, a, a good vision for, for the series. And I think we all agree, like everything they said so far about Valhalla sounds like a checklist from fans that they that they really know what they were doing. And that's also like what, what you, what you kind of alluded to. There are many more people in the studio working on this game. We, we, we know that 15 studios are working on this game. So he is not here anymore, but I'm sure that there are enough people that can hopefully the thing though is, is is it's probably not going to be business as usual either though it's i don't see it as like oh he's gone so everything's okay like i 
I can see it would be hard, especially if you're a woman, I would guess. I'm not, so I can't speak for them. But like, if you're a female developer returning to work and your boss was just revealed what he's done, so did another person, it might be hard to work. So I do think the impact is there to sure. at least some of the people. And like, uh, it's just really unfortunate that we're still learning this lesson year over year about how we need to respect each other um, and how certain men in power like this aren't, aren't doing that. Yeah. Um, no, I totally agree. Uh, what, what I was kind of alluding to is that what people are also like asking about like, how does this impact the game? And that's obviously also a valid question. And as I said in my video, <laughs> he was the creative director. Like that's the, the highest uh, sort of like lead role on this um on this on this game and he had he had a vision and what i think with where they are right now in development that vision likely is already in the game um what they ashraf actually said in an interview with the washington post that they were already in polishing phase and that was in may so that is usually around e3 time they already have the game is already content complete as that's called and now they're just going to polish everything make sure that there are no bugs or the least possible box and uh, yeah make sure that it's a pro polished product at the end of the day and of course he was going to oversee that he was checking the game every day he was working really hard on it um so it, it, it's really hard to say like how the impact will be i totally think there will be an impact but i'm not sure if we will see it I, if that makes sense. i think the the impact is mainly going to be on the morale of the yeah, good um, point. Very employees, good point. and who who knows how that will translate into work or not. Um, in terms of like actual gameplay or mechanics, um, Darby's still there. Uh, he was really tied into the vision of this game, yeah. um, and I don't know if he. I, I'm not super clear on the. Um, all the requirements of being a creative director from like the details into how much you have to know about. Cause I know Ash um, did do some development and he knows um, like game coding and that kind of stuff. And so uh, his, his leadership there, um, I don't know. There's plenty of like, I believe you said it in your video, there is plenty of talent in that company to be able to fill in any of those details that they need to have hashed out now with this game. Um, and you have Darby still there who can, if there's like narrative or story based adjustments that need to be made, it's mainly just what's going to ha like happen with the fan base, like buying the game or things like that. Or mm -hmm. how are the employees going to feel returning to work? Like how does Ubisoft react to this, that kind of stuff that yeah. we're, it's that, just man 2020 yeah Holy it keeps cow. on uh, it keeps on um, getting worse it's it's insane <laughs> i th that's also what i said like i never expected to like talk about this <laughs> uh in in, yeah. uh, in the sense of uh, uh i also want to make clear i also said it in the pinned comment and on twitter like i will be donating all the money that i earned from the astral video to the black lives matter um like I don't want to like profit off the video. I just wanted to give you the news and give a good understanding of what is going on because it might be hard. Some people might misinterpret it uh, and then kind of run with it. So I kind of want to keep you up to date as well. Like I, my goal is to, if you are looking forward to Assassin's Creed Valhalla, that you know everything about it that you want to know. And this is a very, like it will have an impact. Uh, so that that's why I decided to... Uh, to talk about it and it's obviously also a very important topic and it's good to see everyone speak out and from what we all hear ubisoft has a lot of work to do to make it a better uh working place where everyone can hopefully feel safe um so and, um yeah i would just close on this if you don't mind sure. uh or say finish say this is like i think this is a good opportunity for all of us to kind of um be empowered to um, call people out if you see someone, regardless of what the nature is of the relationship, if someone's harassing or you're aware of someone mistreating uh, someone else, like this is uh, 
an okay time to be able to stand up for people who can't stand up for themselves. And if someone uh, doesn't feel comfortable speaking out about stuff, like there are people out there who want to help you. And so if you are a victim of one of these things, like uh, please reach out because it's, it, it's about also helping other people who feel voiceless too. And so your voices together can take on someone like an Ash or uh, anyone else who's in power, who thinks that they're uh, invincible or impervious to mistreating people like this. So don't feel like you have to hide or anything like that, where there's a lot of people out there Mm -hmm. who care for you. Well, very well said. I totally echo that. Um, Yeah. Shall we uh, move on to uh, like uh, talk about the game? Sure, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> because that's, of course, like, I also said, like, if it makes Valhalla worse, I don't care. Like, it's good that this is happening with Ashraf and that he's stepping down and reflecting on himself and hopefully not hurting any more victims. Um, it does mean that we will, like, not see him anymore. Like, um, maybe he was all, he already recorded some stuff for the Ubisoft Ford event on July 12th. It's basically like Ubisoft mm-hmm. E3 event. Normally, the directors come on stage to announce something. Uh, I'm sure that they are reshooting stuff like that right now. So, but yeah, what I wanted to talk about, or actually, before we talk about that, so we will do like what we think in terms of gameplay. I wrote like this whole sort of uh, script down of what I think the gameplay demo will oh, be. Oh, man. So uh, I'm going a to script? talk about that first. Oh, no. In a second. But I first, need to write I wanna... my script now. Hmm? Sorry? No, no, no. I was saying you wrote a you wrote a whole script about your Ubisoft Forward prediction, and now I feel bad because I didn't write a script for mine. No, don't worry about it. You can you can chime in and maybe think that you, see what you, it will be fine. I first wanted to quickly address uh, something else because Cyberpunk, the biggest open world RPG of the year, is delayed from um, actually after we ended the show uh last time the the announcement came up um and yeah. it, it's releasing it was first on september 17th so before like ubisoft wants to release three triple a games in october november or december so likely october and november because no no game release in october especially with new consoles coming out you want to be part of the launch lineup so three games october and november cyberpunk was first in september no worry, but now the game moved to November seven or November nineteenth, so that's really like the fu- the last possible date that you can actually launch a game in this year because the week after that is already Black Friday. You don't want to launch a game on Black Friday where everyone is expecting sales and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. why what is because like Ubisoft already said. They lost some development time thanks to COVID, like a few weeks. So yeah. maybe if they had planned to launch Valhalla in the Odyssey October window, so like early October, that now got moved by a few weeks because, yeah, they had to work from home. So now Cyberpunk is suddenly like in this spot where I'm sure Ubisoft had at least one title. What do you think will happen? Do you think they want to launch Valhalla and Cyberpunk close to each other? Because that might be the smartest thing to do. Because releasing Watch Dogs and Cyberpunk close to each other, then Watch Dogs is like, like don't even bother, yeah. right? Of all the games that Ubisoft could put up against Cyberpunk, it would probably be Valhalla, mm-hmm. um, just because of the magnitude of the franchise. Uh, again, with like Ash. Uh, stepping down all this stuff there it's just it's such a crazy time in this gaming industry especially with these launch dates because uh we don't it, it you you could assume that him stepping down won't add delays but we don't know that either and so <clears throat> um ubisoft executives have a pretty big uh decision <laughs> right now to figure out how they're gonna yeah. maneuver all this and um It'll be interesting to see. I think that they probably won't try to release around the same time, but I could see early November potentially mm-hmm. yeah. or late October. Um, or even they could throw a huge curveball at us 
like do you could you see them maybe even pushing either Valhalla or Watchdogs to the beginning of next year? Yeah, uh Valhalla no because when mm-hmm. there's never been a mainline Assassin's Creed game that launched in the early part of the year. They've all win fall games because in the fall people buy games for Christmas. Like it's pretty interesting. You likely saw that as well with your Odyssey videos, right? Where mm-hmm. um, you had a lot of like traffic around launch. Obviously, the post-launch was great, and then suddenly Christmas break. It feels like oh, nah, it's not the same as launch, but suddenly way more people are joining the game for the first time. So um, mm-hmm. you want to you want to have that that boost, and I think that that also really helped with because another example that I gave in my video talking about this is that Odyssey had to fight up against Red Dead Redemption. And you could actually argue that uh, Cyberpunk and Red Dead are kind of from the same magnitude. I would argue that Rockstar is maybe more uh, like appealing to the mainstream audience. But on the other hand, Cyberpunk is really that hardcore RPG game that people who like Ubisoft games would maybe go to earlier than uh, Red Dead because you have like a ton of customization that you usually have in a Ubisoft game as well. So, I think, I, may, I, I said it like, I don't see them launching Watch Dogs close to Cyberpunk. So, what is either going to happen, I think, like, in a perfect world, Watch Dogs would release in September. But I don't think that that's uh, possible to, like, suddenly cut off two, two months of development time. What I think will happen is that either Watch Dogs is early October, Assassin's Creed Valhalla early November. So, because... You can't also have Watch Dogs and Valhalla close to each other. Like, they're really, like, <laughs> shooting themselves in the foot with that Watch Dogs delay. Because that game was, of course, supposed to hit in March. Um, so, I think it's either going to and be then that. Gods and Monsters. Yeah, got some, I'm, I'm not sure, man. Gods and Monsters. Looks fun. Looks like it's still got a few more, a few, a little bit more work to do. That was in crazy. No, but that was not to change the subject. Lost, how lost. they... Uh, mm-hmm. We're ambitiously wanting to launch this last January. Yeah, February it was, but still, that's insane. February, like yeah. An, a year and like a few months of development time. Like, what were they thinking? Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, Guts and Monsters, like, that is likely the uh, the third game. So Watch Dogs at Valhalla and Guts and Monsters. I'm not even counting that. I also think that they're maybe focusing more on a Switch audience. Um, so... I'm yeah. not counting that, and I also don't think that... I don't know. I don't think it's really the same audience. Like, maybe we will care, but yeah. overall, the, the main audience not. So, I either think that, or I think it's Valhalla in October, and then Watch Dogs to early uh, 2021. But does Ubisoft really want to push that game any further? Because then it's really, like, delayed for one year, and that never happens with a Ubisoft game. So... Mm-hmm. I mean, it is 2020... So this it's the year of a bunch of new stuff. Oh, yeah. So I guess we'll see. So yeah, I thought it was interesting because also like I wish that they are not like really. I can't I can't choose between Valhalla and Cyberpunk. I will still like go for Valhalla, but I also want to play Cyberpunk, and I really think it would like hurt both games, mostly Valhalla if they launch close to each other. But um, we will have to. Wait I don't know if they both launch close to each other i'm gonna have to find um take some vacation time because uh, like there's gonna be a lot of uh playing games during that month if that's the case we will know soon enough because i think during the ubisoft forward event we'll totally hear the release date for valhalla and watchdogs so then you can like uh ask your work if you uh do we want to predict it what we think the date will be okay you go first I'm going to pull a fast one and say it's still October 16th. Okay, wait. So October 16th. Yeah, the Friday. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then early access likely on Tuesday because I totally think they will that, do that again. Um, I hope you're right. That would be a perfect date. That would be a perfect date. I think they're going a little later. Um, mm-hmm. So Cyberpunk is, I think, November 5th. Yeah, I think they're going to, to go for that. So... They, they, they want to have all the extra time they need, but still launch this year. And November 12th would be the week after that. But then you are already like one week apart from... Um, I think Black Flag launched around that time too. Or actually maybe the 
the week before. So I'm gonna say November 5th, but uh, and then Watch Dogs in early October because then you also have some time between those. If you say October for Valhalla, mid October, where are you gonna put Watch Dogs? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think it's also also interesting, always interesting to look at this, but we will have to wait and see. It's yeah. gonna surprise us, I'm sure. Um, for but sure. Yeah. More exciting than the release dates, although I really like stuff like that, <laughs> is obviously the gameplay. They can't, after the Ubisoft, after that Xbox event, they cannot, at this Ubisoft Forward event, be like, hey guys, check another teaser trailer with Mil Avor and you see nothing. No, they have to go There's all in There's a lot here. of questions left unanswered about, like, they, they came out and have announced so many features, so many things that we're able to do in this game, and we haven't seen how any of them function. And so, yes, you're 100% right. Yep. I feel like they won't not show gameplay, but if they don't, this plus all this other stuff that's happened, this is setting up for a bad launch. <laughs> They're not doing that. They're not doing that. Ubisoft yeah. is smart. I believe in them. So what I did, what I think, like I think it will be comparable okay. to the E3 presentations we saw for Origins and Odyssey. Um, okay, close your eyes and... I'm gonna take you through this demo. We will start <laughs> okay. in the settlement because I really think it's an important feature and this is also where all the missions in the game begin. So I think it's good to start there to give us a good idea of the overall like uh, nature of the settlement, like how big is it, what can we do? I think Eivor will, before like taking on the mission, interact with some fenders, he will talk to the blacksmith, maybe he will upgrade something in the settlement. So we see, oh, well, you can really choose a lot of different things. And then you will go out on the main mission. So there will be someone in the settlement who says, I need help. Uh, the Saxons are attacking. So Eivor is like, okay, I'm going out a horse on horseback to this location. And we meet up with someone else. And during this conversation with this other person, we see the dialogue options. And then we hear someone explain, maybe Darby or the producer, Julianne. Uh, about the dialogue system and how it's different compared to Odyssey. So how the choices are based on things that Eivor would say, but that you could choose to actually say them or keep them to yourself. So for example, we see this person, he's kind of doing some, some weird shit. He, he, he might be lying, but we want to see, so we can like say, hey, you're lying, I don't put up with that. Or we actually say, okay, let's follow him let's see where this goes so we follow him we see where it goes and then we get into a combat situation and then we got to look at the new dual wield system um and of course we have dual axes but you can switch between weapons as well so suddenly you have like a sword and an axe and then we also see that enemies can do cool moves together right we already saw that with the enemy jumping off a shield um so they really are focusing on that, how the combat encounters can be dynamic depending on the enemies that you fight. We also see that the combat is very brutal, like Eivor will cut off a limp, cut off a head of someone, and then when we finally kill everyone, the enemy drops a very powerful item, like legendary item. We pick it up, then we go into the inventory menu, so we get an idea of what the inventory menu looks like. We see the screenplay. No, no, no. We really go into the inventory. We have the cursor going. No, no, I know. Right? What do you I'm mean? saying I'm taking a screenshot oh, okay. during the live stream. That <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I get that. I, I would do the same. We see the, the different tabs as well. We see skills. We see stories. We see rates, maybe as a tab. Um, and then we actually um, see what the stats look like. Like, are the perks returning? Um, what is that? Is there an engraving slot? Like, what? what is all that? We know there are already, like, five different uh, armor pieces. I think, overall, it will look quite similar to Odyssey, but still have some, like, Viking twist on it. That, that, would, be my, uh, that would be my bet. Um, and then we actually, like, equip the gear. We, we see that the helmet changes for Eivor, and then we hear also the, the voice say... Every gear item in Valhalla is unique and can be upgraded in your settlement to further enhance the power and change the look. And then we return to the person who we just helped. And um, then we can choose to invite this person to our settlement or not. So we have another choice. 
and we choose in this demo to bring this person who we just helped he's like out there in the world doesn't know what to do come with us to our settlement so we go back to the settlement um and then we actually um hear like people say hey avor who did you bring and then bam and then avor's like yeah i helped someone and then bam we zoom out we see our whole settlement everyone is celebrating because we were victorious and then we see some awesome like small bits of gameplay footage and then maybe we see like a small um sort of mythical thing um like odin maybe in a dream or something i don't know and um yeah th that's kind of the demo wow <laughs> that was that you have a future in designing demos <laughs> mr Jordan raptor if if their demo is underwhelming i say we do the podcast after and we just have you do the, the demo. artificial demo on the podcast for an hour because that was i felt like i was there yeah he was there. yeah I was there. taking screenshots <laughs> left and right you're, yeah like your the your description of how they like lay out how they're gonna they should reveal like if any, if they're looking to rebuild it because of all that's happening, or redesign that demo or something, hopefully someone's listening yeah. and they should just copy what you just did. I mean, <laughs> I'm available. I I do hope that I I, don't, I like obviously this is more like a joke. I don't think it will be exactly like this, but I do think that some of the the points that I like the the settlement kind of the, the story mm -hmm. how it goes that that will be kind of what we uh, what we see here in the game. Yeah, we're definitely gonna see like I could see them doing um piecemeal story. Like I could see them starting, like you said, in the settlement, or even starting somewhere like in Norway, where like you're gonna start with a really? snowy climate. Potent I think so like where they're like you start off in Norway and like maybe introduce a little bit of like you meet the person who uh you get like um the blade maybe not too much of that but at least kind of outlining like who you are and where you started yeah sure i definitely think your description of the settlement makes sense and then at least a third one would be a different build or something that showcases uh the rating system and all of your um yeah. companions on your ship coming off the ship and running oh. up to like a monastery yeah, I would love to see that, but I also think that they have to like keep some stuff right. They are going to show this game a couple of times this year, and every time what you always see is that, for example, during Gamescom uh, and then closer to launch, yeah, they focus on a new part of the game that they haven't really shown before. So they already talked a lot about the settlements. They did talk a lot about the rating as well, and maybe they want to focus on the rating here during the Ubisoft Forward because that is really the new sort of um yeah the new sort of feature but i think that's that people might get the wrong idea if you show that the first time because that is just one part to play the game right to go on your ship have this party with you and then go to a nearby location and raid that i think it's smarter to first focus there's still a single player game you're still avor in in an open world that where you can go wherever you want um and then mm -hmm. focus on the rating later on after we already established that we have a settlement and that we can leave that at any time. Or yeah, you can go to the war chief, talk there, and then go on a raid. Like that, that seems like a completely different sort of activity. Yeah, that would make sense because the, the likelihood is like, what is your motivation to raid besides like that you're a Viking, right? Like your likelihood motivation for raiding is to gain resources to likely invest into your settlement so yeah. th i feel like there's going to be that kind of relationship to kind of outlining the raid uh mechanic that where they're going to well. be like yeah mm -hmm. that they and, start in the settlement and, and then you see oh we need some ore or something i'm so or wood and yeah we can go get that while being going on a raid like that they kind of explain it like that yeah and um I think there will be an underrated Sunin uh, mechanic shown in the gameplay. That's underrated. my prediction. Like they're going to use the Raven or show some, maybe even new Raven abilities or things like that. Like there will be like a little showcase of how your Raven functions and how it's a little different mm -hmm. and better. 
maybe maybe it'll be tied to the rating one whenever that happens yeah. where it's like you use them to scout or something like that potentially I think um, you want with this mechanic you want to show what what sets it apart and i think that if you show it now in this first demo then people might be like wait i already played this game right it, it already looks like origins and odyssey and sure they're going to change some things and add more uh exploration to it like less of a ui so they might show it but i think that if you show it in the first real gameplay demo then people think oh i already get it like i already go to every uh camp and then i scan, I scan it first i how know. long do you think how much gameplay in terms of like length of time do you anticipate them to do eight minutes eight minutes yeah yeah that's like not very much time to show a lot of stuff yeah but they will cut like they will they yeah. will like uh when you leave the settlement you will immediately be at your location or maybe you you see them like run for 30 seconds through the world and then see hey there's some smoke over there you could go there but we are now focused on the main story mission like something like that maybe mm-hmm that makes sense to me. Big question as well. Male or female A4 during this gameplay demo? Mm, I'm going to guess that they may use female A4 to showcase that character. But then also a part of me is like they've been marketing male A4 constantly that like uh, people might be thrown off if they don't see male Eivor uh, as the, the demo character. For and so I Odyssey, feel like that's they showed they Kasama in the yeah. gameplay at E3. But I think mostly that was because her performance was just better than Alexios. Um, yeah. And they, she was already decided as like the Canon character. The thing that's challenging about Valhalla and I'm still super curious about is how Darby mm -hmm. is going to, and the narrative team are going to outline how both characters are Canon. So, yeah. Um, My prediction, we will not find tough. out during this event. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> also, another thing, an what I think. So I think it will be male Eivor, um, but I think they will still show female Eivor. We already had the voice actress like hint at that she was like being revealed soon, and that's obviously a link to this uh, forward event. So I think they will do like a presentation. We see someone talk. We see you can pick either a male or a female, and then we have like a sort of yeah background behind them that shows both characters but i think the gameplay demo will still be male eivor and that is because they will likely bring on magnus brune right as the from the viking tv show the lost kingdom because they yeah they they paid for him they they they, they have like a sort of famous person linked to this uh project so why not like kind of show him during your marketing as well it's kind of like what they did with ghost recon uh and uh, the mm -hmm. punisher there who they also like brought on stage during E3. So that's why I think, and because he's like doing the voice, that they will likely show male Eivor, but I still think that we will see enough of female Eivor that we will not be like how we are right now, where we're like, where the heck is female Eivor? I still think we will get enough of her, but the gameplay they show during this event will be male Eivor, is my bet. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that is uh, that was my prediction. That honestly, it's way better than my soon in one, and uh, I think you have a future in designing demos. So, uh, if any executives are nice. out there looking for uh, creative, uh, I don't know. I types was, I was like mostly character. like looking at what they previously did and what what sort of the notes are that they are hitting I, on. Like they want to show that you earn gear, so they will likely show the inventory again, and that it's like a full RPG. That's also, part of it yeah that's part of it oh, that's yeah, what sure. made it so good you know sure, sure, is sure. researching the past like i totally i can totally see it laying out like that where you're in the settlement oh you have a little altercation that makes you go see like the gear screen like oh we just got a new ability point let's go spend yeah. it like yeah. Yeah. um because that'll be actually interesting for me oh, yeah. um, it's like how, like they're gonna show how you upgrade your character whether it's th through gear or ability points i'm anticipating um the ability point system still somehow you get those without leveling up i don't know how but mm -hmm. um 
We will see, though, very soon. By the way, uh, if you got some predictions, because next week we will still be before this, uh, before the Ubisoft Forward event. If you got some predictions of your own, send them over to assassinscast.com. So the name of this podcast.com. You can fill out the form there and then just type your prediction there and we will like select a few and read them next week. So that might be uh, fun to do. Can we do one question and then we do our predictions, Jordan? So you can pick one question. Sure. Since we're talking about it, I think we should pick this question from Squiddy, who asks, do you think we will have a skill tree for Sunin the Raven? Mm. Like, do you think we'll have skills? Like, because if you remember, there were like passive skills that got leveled up in Odyssey. You yeah, know, you they were like we had mentioned. reaching a level, right? Like you didn't yeah, have to spend and they were just very, like, underwhelming. They weren't very useful. Yeah, you he know? will help but, you in combat or something like that, right? Yeah, like he would or attack. Shoot. Uh, yeah, like the last. Le- I think the first upgrade was they'll hunt. So as you're riding around, you'll just see random sheep dying <laughs> yeah, around like, you. <laughs> and then um, the second one was uh, they'll you can uh, tell them to distract or attack a particular um, enemy so that you can kind of focus on a different one. I didn't really use that all too often. I didn't find it super useful in that game to do stuff, mm-hmm. um, mainly because stealth wasn't like a big deal in that game. You could just bust down the gate, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, why I'm interested in this is because like I – I could see them doing this. I could also see them not and being <laughs> like completely underwhelmed we, by we it. Just, we do know that the Ravens have skins now. So they are looking at more mm-hmm. ways to customize it. But that could just be a way to make the item packs that they want to sell post-launch more appealing, right? Yeah. To put more stuff in it. So I don't know. I, I, I really think that um, they... They, I, I always said, don't do this anymore. Like, don't do the raven anymore or the bird in general because I already had this with Odyssey where when I was, like, playing that game at E3 and was, like, using the D-pad to, to, get, my, to get my bird, I was like, I played 300 hours of Origins where I only did this uh, when I approached the camp and now I have to do that for hundreds of hours again. Like, I want a new system. Like, give me something else. So them re- mm-hmm. making having this return, I'm like still skeptical if it will not just be too much of the same and too familiar. So I hope that they add skills and that that maybe my Sunin is different from yours, or that I prefer to have him be like a beast in battle. Like for example, if you fight enemies with huge shields, that you can like target them, and that Sunin is like going to them and ta- and like attacking them so you can like easily attack them without them holding their shield like stuff like that would be awesome that would really add more to this mechanic we haven't seen it so far what they talked about so far is that exploration will not be it will not be like um like that you have like the cir- the circle and then it gets like uh uh smaller and smaller when you when you got the locations that 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 yeah, doesn't seem that, to be the case anymore but i i think they'll they'll move away from the like tagging enemies like that cuz i i think that um yeah they need to move away from the past two games where you just kind of post up outside of a camp or at least make it more interesting and engaging for us to approach camps where we don't just pull up the the raven or whatever scan everybody go back down and then all of a sudden we just like one by one by one just rush through like i totally agree with you on that and also we're forgetting they've mentioned a new combat kind of like weak point system like maybe uh, you can tell your raven to go target someone's elbow or wherever the weak points at shoulders or weak spots and like they could help you Mm -hmm. i would go and so so Uh, i i hope like i agree with you i hope that this has been like revamped and like it doesn't mean like i need a like an official skill tree but like um definitely an update to this mechanic make it more i guess engaging or interesting or fun to use or strategic at least makes you 
think about how you're going to approach a different situation and how your Raven can help you uh, through yeah. that would be a lot of fun. Cool. For sure. I agree. Let's go to uh, our predictions that we make at the end of every SS SSCAT episode for the main game. So when the game launches, we uh, these predictions are either true or false. So, like, we do this every week. We actually last episode did a rundown of everything we had up to that point. And now we both have two new predictions. You can start, Jordan. What do you think will be okay. in the game at launch or not in the game? Some form of smoke bomb. Like, almost like Opie. a return to, like, Ezio, where you just throw it down and poof, smoke, and you can, like, run away. Like a or classic like Origins, assassin. where you actually use it to True, throw yeah. enemies on the ground and then would just be OP and, uh, and, and like, have a free window to do your combos. Yeah. I don't know if this was an easy prediction. I don't know if you feel it's too easy, but like oh. I don't know. I feel okay. like that ex smoke bomb experience has been missing to a yeah. degree, and I, I feel think... like it might make a return. Yeah, I think that's uh, actually a good point. Um, they did talk a little bit about tools, so I think you're not like um, it makes sense. It's from the same team, of course, as Origins, so they they also they had the smoke bombs there. I'm just I just hope that. It is balanced more than it was in Origins because in Origins it really felt, felt like a cheat mode. You had like five enemies surrounding you. You did the smoke bomb yeah. and you could like stand behind them. And if you stand behind the target, you almost have crits. Uh, almost always or mm -hmm. actually always have crits in Origins. So you could like face roll through every encounter. Uh, so I was like never using them anymore because it was just no fun. You could even do it against the Filaki bosses. Um, mm -hmm. and that was like, and the sleeping darts, like those are even worse. You could like throw them and then in, assassinate the target. It did not really make sense. It was too OP, but, um, mm -hmm. I'm curious. I, I, I good, I'm not, I'm not sure. A good healthy that, balance but. return. <laughs> yeah. But that will be like, an like emergency I mean, yeah, that, that's just what I hope, but I think it's a good prediction. We will, uh, we will see if it, uh, if it is true. Um, my prediction is about animal taming. We of course had it in Origins and Odyssey where you would like paralyze or like sleep. I think you would like use paralyzing arrows in uh, in um, in uh, Odyssey and in Origins the sleeping darts. They could walk up to an animal and then tame them and they would follow you around. There was actually in Origins you had the Animus control panel on the PC and normally the amount of animals you could have like following you around was one. But on the PC, you could have, like, I'm not sure it was unlimited, but, like, way more. So you had, like, this whole army, and that was pretty cool. Especially the hippos following you around with, like, it was a cool cool sight. But you never really did it because it was really bad. It cost you a sleeping dart, time to go up to this animal to tame it while other animals were attacking you. And then you suddenly tamed the animal, and then the animal would die in, like, a few hits. So it was never really worth it. Yeah. So my prediction is that it will return in Valhalla and that it will be more fleshed out. So that maybe we can upgrade our animal or maybe that we can give commands to our animal like attack this guy or um, like run away or, or follow me around or something like that. Um, and that we could maybe like we could also give the pet a name and... What I always thought was cool, like I usually tamed animals when streaming uh, Origins or Odyssey because it was just funny to have a hippo follow you around. My Like tying this in with my other prediction of a Twitch extension, I think it would be really cool if the animal could take a name from one of the viewers in, uh, in the chat. That would be fucking uh, awesome. But I don't think yeah. that, that's not part of the prediction. But my prediction is animal taming will be back. And it will be, it have it will have an extra feature on top of how what we know already, and that can either be give it a name, command, um, like to make it just more like why would you tame an animal? Like they have to find an extra reason to I, make it more powerful. I like that. I think like what would be super cool mm -hmm. is if it was kind of like almost kind of like Pokemon, 
like a library that you had in your inventory where like once you've tamed like a particular bear you can always load that bear back in but obviously with limitations where if you're in battle maybe the bear doesn't die and you lose the bear entirely maybe it's like cooldown or something yeah it gets paralyzed and it's laying on the ground <sighs> semi-dead injured or you have something to bring it to your sister joy yeah, you have to exactly. You have to go go back to the blacksmith to heal it. Um, Whoa. You have to get uh, pokeballs to go capture them. Um, I see. What but no, I, I definitely. I see what you're, uh, yeah, that would be cool. I I, I definitely like that idea because then at least they could. I'm not trying to give them more ideas to throw more microtransactions at us, but like no. you could buy Stop. like better. Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Ubisoft 2 now. All right, that's now. Podcast, this is the folks. end of the Assassin's Cast. Thanks, everyone. All right. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening. I did not give that suggestion because um, I don't want it at all. But Or at least, like, I don't know, keeping an invent like, kind of like mounts almost, Yeah, I think, for your tamed animal uh, is a good idea because you can, like, uh, it could be added in a quest, right? Where like you do a quest and at the end of it, you, you befriend some wolf and you're attached to that wolf and you can, like you mentioned, name it or something. We have the so way you're... of the Berserker mission, the pre-order mission where we saw the bear. Like that could be a mm -hmm. cool bear that we can. I like the idea. And I like so... the idea. Um, and I also mm -hmm. think like you had the hunter playstyle in, uh, in Odyssey where there were also like perks that would enhance uh the the animal taming and you could like increase the health of an animal and then the animal like especially a bear or uh, a bear was like a tank um like following you around yeah. so that was pretty cool but you always had to we look a for a for a tank or for the bear first yeah we made a lot of like uh tamed animal builds in odyssey there's a lot of fun ones because you had a legendary one that would give you like yeah give them 50% damage and 100% health increase. And then you had a couple other ones that would give them, or at least masteries that would uh, boost those stats as well. And so it was a lot of fun to go get an alpha bear and then take them into a conquest battle or something like that and like watch them or any sort of like group battle and watch them just slap people away. Cause like they mm -hmm. could one shot like some of these guys and they yeah. took a lot of damage but it was also like you mentioned kind of tedious so like once you did that and you got your build set up and you had your bear if you weren't careful or you weren't paying attention you you'll just be in the middle of somewhere and all of a sudden you notice like oh my bear's like gone yeah. it didn't teleport with me what happened to it and like somehow it died along the way somewhere or these things and so then once you've done that you're like i don't want to do that again and mm -hmm. so you you don't pursue it so if you could persist or like have your tame an animal uh beyond like um cool down or some or like let them be able to get injured enough where they aren't like this invincible creature that's helping you fight yeah, just constantly like amounts like summon them but, like amounts i think that would be cool like let us once we tame an animal let us bring it back if we want to after i don't know it takes a day or two to heal it or something like that i totally agree um that is the episode 6 already of the SS Cast. Thanks as always for listening or watching if you check out the video version or are watching live right now on Twitch. The video version is available exclusively for members of my YouTube channel. Go to Joraptor uh, on YouTube and you can hit the join button next to the subscribe button. $2 per month you can have the video version on Saturday. And for $5 per month you can get early access on Thursday. So it will be up immediately after we record it on Twitch. And you can then also download the audio, of course. Um, again, send in your predictions for the Ubisoft Forward event to assassinscast.com. That's the, uh, the website. You will go to a form. There you can put in your predictions. You already get a kind of an idea of what, uh, what, what kind of sort of predictions you can uh, send in. If you have questions about it, you can also go to assassinscast.com. Okay, Jordan, any final words before we go into the post show? And actually, after that, the Cyberpunk live stream. Hell yeah. That's, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. No, um, 
just the usuals. If you're new here, awesome. it would be awesome if you left us a rating. And uh, you can follow me at all the socials at It's Jordan Does yes. D-O-E-S. We see a lot of people actually talk that's about it. Far Cry Primal and how that game actually did it as a sort of animal. Uh, that, that's actually a good point. Yeah. Thanks all for watching again. Check out Jordan and hopefully he will make videos at some point again. We're all praying for him. Uh, good luck with the move, Jordan. I know you're you're mo uh, getting the keys this week and moving house yes. next week then likely, right? So uh, yes, that will be interesting. Um, I will be having my Ubisoft Forward predictions up on the channel as well, going way broader, like in terms of like all the different games we can expect. So look forward to that. For now though, we will speak to you next time. And thanks for listening. Goodbye.